Today, we're talking depression, anxiety, and suicide. Let the last begin. Our pal Caitlin from the show Portlandia joins us to talk about this complicated topic. And we learn why you should never ask Matt for a ride. Get a drink and take a seat. You're in the back room. Everybody, welcome to the Backroom Show. I am Gary Williams, and I'm Matt Ferranda. That's right, Matt Ferranda, who was born in a crossfire hurricane. Fun fact. I don't know what that means. No, no, Trumpet Jack Flash. It's a Rolling Stones song. Oh, All right, it's a guess. There you go. Sure, it is a guess. Yeah. All right, we are, of course, the Backroom Show. Don't forget, by the way, to check out Day Drinking Saved My Life. Another great show, also on the Backroom Network. All right, Matt, take it away. So we're here today with a good friend of mine, uh, actress Caitlin Nolan, all the way from Portland, Oregon. And boy, are her arms tired. No? No. Oh, she's on the, oh, she's <laughs> no. on the phone. Yeah. Oh, hi. Hey, Caitlin. Hello. Hello, Gary. Hello, hello. Matt. Welcome hello. to, uh, say hello to all of our listeners. There's no S <laughs> right, on the we're, we're working on it, though. But <laughs> it's good to have you on. <laughs> Hello, listener. If you're out there, <laughs> I can really give you his name. Right. But... Actually, if you want to go talk to him, yeah. I'll give you his phone number. Yeah. Later. Just say hi to Kevin. There you go. Right. Kevin, is yeah. is his last name Williams? Is it like your dad? Ah, you know, who's to say, Caitlin? You know. Ah. Hello, Mr. Williams. I don't like Caitlin's smarty pants attitude already. <laughs> well, we might have we might have uh, made a mistake. We might have made a huge mistake. Well, everyone, that was Caitlin Nolan. Thanks for coming. (laughs) So anyway, uh, what we're going to be talking about today, uh, this is something that's been on my mind a lot lately, especially since I moved back to Pennsylvania from Oregon, um, is depression. Uh, It's it's not like the most fun topic in the world. But, you know, hey, we're funny guys and funny lady um, who deal with this on a regular basis and uh, talk about like causes behind it and how it affects us in in what we do. And... Um, you know, anybody who's been following our show and web pages and all that, and the uh, Facebook, all that. Yeah. Yeah. We always say, you know, the back room is like hanging out with your pals in the back room, drinking, laughing, having fun. But hey, sometimes you get a few too many, you start, you know, getting a little serious. So today we're going to get a little serious. That's okay. If it's too much for you, <laughs> if it's triggering you, right. please. Please go listen to, I don't know, I don't know. Day drinking saved my life. There you go. Which actually will probably make you far more depressed. I was going to say, and then it'll come right back yeah. to us. And be like, right. this, is, this is preferable. <laughs> so there you go. So today we're talking about depression. And no, we don't mean that depression. Right. Which we could talk about too. We totally talk we about it. We're buying on margin today. <laughs> uh. I, had a, I had a bowl of dirt for breakfast. <laughs> you had a bowl of dirt? Where'd you get that dirt from? That my, was poison dirt. I have a dirt guy. Um, so I think for me, one of the big things that, that really set this off for me was with the death of Anthony Bourdain. And I know other people have talked about this on their podcast, Mm -hmm. but I I think part of the reason that hit me so hard, um, was that, you know, this is a guy who was at the top of his game. Um, I don't have a whole lot of like, like I read his books. I'm a big fan of his. Right. You didn't like, I grew up listening to him kind of a thing. Right. 
but man, this is a dude who was never shy about t- discussing his depression. This is a man who had a job that people would kill for, um, including Anthony Bourdain, apparently. Um, but it, it, it hit me really hard that this was a person who was on top of his game and uh, was very open about the depression that he had. And you realize that there's no situation so good that it can't be so bad. And that was mm-hmm. really scary to me. And you just made a T-shirt for us. Oh, okay. there you go. <laughs> Welcome to the Backroom Network. There you go. But yes. and you know you're never supposed to compare your life to anyone else. And it's so weird today. I randomly googled a girl I graduated with because I didn't know what happened to her. Turns out that she has a doctorate and that she was a senior policy advisor to President Obama. And that was like holy Hold on. shit. Barack Obama. Yeah, the Whoa. same. Jerry Obama. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. No, and it was like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Jesus Christ. And, okay, but hold on. I have to cut in there because, uh, likewise, I don't have a college degree. And here my friend Matt, the Oxford graduate who majored in medieval music theory, is ragging on himself because he didn't work in the fucking White House. <laughs> so, uh, Hold on. Hold on. Let's perspective. Go to the, let's go to the scoreboard. That would be uh, Point Caitlin. There you go. <laughs> But even so, but that's what I, <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, you you can't help it. Like, you you forget. You don't take time to appreciate those things. And man, does that eat your brain really quickly. That shit will change. And you have the kid now. And once he's older, and, and things sort of sort of congeal, for lack of a better fucking sure. term, you're gonna go. Man, you know how to care about that? Because I've learned in time that those people, are like, oh my god, they did this or they're doing that. And then I see them finally, and they go, oh, well, you're three times divorced. You don't talk to your kid. And again, this is not right. anybody. I get yeah. that. Um, but I have to say, so so in full disclosure, I am a suicidally depressed human being. Like, it just is. And that is a scary thing to say. Um, because the second mm-hmm. you say those words, it changes your dynamic with every single person you're talking with. Um, and it's not something that you readily admit to people. Um Certainly not in Yeah, there tends to be kind of a stigma attached to the admission that, like, yeah, I, I regularly think about ending my own life. You know? oh, so, 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 like, you want to go see a movie? Do you bowling? What? You know? <laughs> so, 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 when can you start working at our daycare? Right. <laughs> I am also now in therapy. Um, and this is one of the things I talk to my therapist about. And she says, well, why do you feel so upset telling people? Well, one, it's a big burden to put on another human being. Because what are they supposed to do with that information? Huh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you gonna finish those French fries? Yeah, right. I had an uncle who would go off and hit his kids. Is that the same thing? No, right. no, no, it's not. No, it's not now, the same thing. But the reason I wanted to talk about this, and, and first of all, Gary and I share a lot of uh, things in common. Oh uh, yeah, when Pop, it comes to popping Zoloft like Tic Tacs, baby. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, but you're right, Matt. This is something you and I, from the beginning, we said we wanted to talk about because. Um, my background is I, my mother had what they used to call nervous breakdown. And, and of course she had a, a doctor who wound up being arrested as being a doctor feel good. He was just pouring pills down uh. his patients' necks and things. And, um, and I, and my dad had issues with depression. I always joked that, uh, I know I'm a, what are you, Gary? I'm Czechoslovakian, Irish, and a quarter depressed on my father's side kind of a thing, you know? Because <laughs> it, it's just, I mean, you know, it's true. We have, we have the, our family traits are like, you know, big thighs, 
you know, balding and uh, crippling <laughs> depression. So there you go. And <laughs> and before anyone writes in, Kevin, understand <laughs> we're not blaming anyone for for this. Oh hell no! no it's not that because you make your choices in life, yeah. and um, you know, you get strong or you don't. Yeah. You do what you do. Um, and I have to be careful about what I say because all of these people are still alive. But no one would would ever argue the fact that you know I grew up with severe abuse in the house. Um, my mother, who is uh, got some pretty severe mental problems, was incredibly violent. Um, and so I, I don't know. Like I can almost hear people like, "Well, your mommy didn't love you, so now you can bitch and moan." It's not that. It has to do with. <laughs> it has to do with the worth you put on yourself as a human being. Um, and for me growing up, I mean, I tried to commit suicide for the first time when I was in third grade. Um, I don't know how old you are in third grade. Um, nine, 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 yeah, ten. Yeah. Uh, my my parents had gotten a new um, set of kitchen knives, and they had thrown out the old ones, which were super cheap. Like they they were like from the fifties, I think. They had like the handles that looked like an antler or like wood or whatever yeah. it's supposed to be. Yeah. So I ran off into the woods, and I it was right before school started, and I stabbed myself in the chest like four times, and the knife broke. Um. And I was a kid. I didn't, it wasn't, like, there was no way I was really going to be successful. God, man, you can't do anything I, I right. Can't do anything right. And ah. so the knife broke. I, I, <laughs> um, I throw down a knife. I go home. My mom sees this shirt that I had, she had just bought me for school. She beat the shit out of me because I fucked up the shirt. I told her that I had fallen while I was running in the woods. Right. And to be fair, though, the shirt was a target. It was a bullseye. <laughs> True. And it was right over your heart. Right. So, God damn it, Matthew! <laughs> I, I put it on there for a reason. Go for the bullseye, you son of a bitch! Oh, oops, that's me. Yeah, you son of me. And she says, "Mom, what, what does mommy always say? Um, Crossways for uh, attention, long ways for results." <laughs> wow. She said, and "There's another hat. <laughs> now we are cracking out the hats and T-shirts that's today." Right. Yeah. Welcome to the Welcome to the Suicide Emporium. <laughs> get out of my store. Yeah, get out of it. Yeah, and please make sure all credit cards are final. <laughs> right, so. right. All sales are yeah, final. Sales are final. That's it. Um, and and the reason I bring this up, uh, it, again, it's it's a matter of you're not alone in what you're doing. Like, I I can't imagine there's any human being who gets the age of adulthood and has not at some point even briefly thought about ending their life. Like, it has to happen. Like, I don't know. Do you disagree? I don't know. Uh, we've spent a good majority of our lives being funny, creative, outgoing people. You know, and of course, I think there's a lot of truth to the, you know, performer. Please, someone like me, look at what I do. I mean, literally, why would you stand up in front of people other than, you know, you want to share. I get that. But share why for a reason, whatever. But I think there's um, two sides of it. Like the funny, creative thing comes with a price, and you can't turn off the what ifs and the creative and the, hey, wouldn't it be funny ifs? Because that gets a little dark sometimes, and it turns into, huh, what might it be like if I wasn't around? What might it be like? Would people be better off? Now, to a level of stabbing myself in the chest with some shitty ass fifties fucking <laughs> the beaver cleavers fucking knives? No, right, the actual but beaver cleaver, the actual. <laughs> Why the nets, right? You should have used the beaver cleaver. There uh, you go. Now in the Suicide Emporium, Gary's beaver cleaver. Beaver cleaver, which is also the name of a movie I was in, but we don't want to talk about that. It doesn't matter. That's a whole other show. It's another show. It's kind of maudlin, I guess. I don't know, but eh, what are you going to do? 
Hey, and what are you going to do? It's the price you got to pay for the funny people. You know what I mean? But you why know? do you think that is? Why do you think funny people tend to be? It's, I mean, Caitlin, what do you think? Why do you think funny people tend to be really dark and sad people? Um, I, I think, actually, this is something I think about a lot. I really think on its most fundamental level, it is a survival mechanism that when you're that young um, and you have no power or very limited power to affect your own situation like if you grew up in a really turbulent really abusive family of origin like you did Matt um, you can't like just pick up and leave and escape from that so the alternative is to adapt and I think coming up with like a, a gallows sense of humor like that is one of those adaptations. Some people adapt by, you know, internalizing the idea that they deserve the abuse, that they're bad. They did something to bring it on. Um, some people adapt by becoming exactly like their abusers. Like if you have, you know, uh, a family with multiple siblings, you know, sometimes one of the kids in that family will turn into a little tyrant like they see their parents doing and they kind of establish a pecking order like that that ensures that they come out on top, that they're getting the least of the hurt. and Or, then, or the opposite, they get super protective, people. too. Yeah, or that, or mm. that, um, for sure. And then I think the sense of humor is just another one of those coping mechanisms. It's a way to please people, to make them like you, um, to kind of immunize yourself against maybe people wanting to hurt you, and to sort of infuse a sense of hope into what you're experiencing in a sense that you can take some power back because if you can take the raw material of this like really horrible brutal situation and transform it into something that's funny that uplifts that uplifts other people um oh it's like a kind of emotional alchemy mm -hmm. um my observations too that like pretty much to a person the funniest people i know and like the wittiest and the most consistently on people like that have had the most fucked up backgrounds mm -hmm. and i think it it kind of like it's a survival mechanism that outlived its usefulness in some ways that these people are still like perpetually in that please like me please like me please like me kind of mindset do you think then there were funny cavemen <laughs> Do you think like you this, wonder. This, this is an instinctual thing like mm, thag uh, I heard funny thing on hunt today <laughs> you know and they're like what's funny what, what does funny mean you know because uh, I know for me like uh, I I found my escape in books and I read all the time and I still Nerd. do yeah and and that's that you know I got poked in the eye a lot um, <laughs> but it's true like I I spent most of my time reading because that was a way to not deal with the reality that was around me and i could somehow tell myself too that like i am i am somehow bettering myself by doing this at the same time um i can tell you as i got older because especially by the time i was 16 uh or, or thereabouts like i was there was never a moment i wasn't thinking about suicide um and it's something that dogs me to this day i constantly think about it um wow it's it's all the time it is all the time. Note to self, do not get a ride with Matt. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the first, the first. Hey, we, we have to go. Oh, I'll drive. No, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll drive, Matt. I'm good. I'll drive. I'll That's drive. all right. I got, this, I got all the Xanax and beer. There We're good go. to go. <laughs> I feel like we should make a complete list of things to not ask Matt to do. Like... Hey, Matt, can you give me that knife over there? Right. Matt, would you mind uh, doing this barbecuing over here real quick? Um, 
Matt, could you take out all this gasoline and matches for me, go. please? Hey, listen, Matt, I need to go to my gasoline and old Willie rag right, shed. Right. Just, yeah, please. Um, there's also a whole bunch of Zycon B in there, if you don't mind taking care just, of that. Just grab that for me. It'd be yeah. great. Thanks, Matt. You're a good guy. Yeah. Um, pause for edit. Pause for edit. <laughs> um, no, but, but the thing that really gave me the first sort of glimpse of hope um, that I – because man, I, I would go to such dark places in my brain and I would create these sort of fantasies of Rube Goldberg machines to like essentially commit suicide with. Um, and they were the only things that gave me like any kind of uh, relief was these ideas. But but that comes at a cost because you think I'm a freak. I don't like no one else thinks this way. And someone handed me a copy of Franz Kafka's diaries because uh, I had read The Metamorphosis. I really liked it. And in that book, he has the same sort of really crazy suicide fantasies. And I've, it was the first time I ever saw another human being who had those ideas and expressed them. Um, but, and it made me feel a lot better because I wasn't alone. Um, and now, because I have a tiny human I have to keep alive, like, suicide's simply not an option. Because if his parents find him, well, you are in so much trouble. <laughs> he isn't. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> you are going to be. His, uh, eye, his eyes didn't stay blue, so I can't get quite as much money for him. So, you know. Um, yeah, I, I think, too, first of all, I, I, and again, I know I can't help it, but did you say a Rube Goldberg type thing? Yeah. Like, all I picture, remember the teacher had the little the little duck with the top hat <laughs> right, on right, right. that the would the self perpetuum yeah, yeah, yeah. I picture that hitting a button, which releases a whole, there's all, a bowling there's a ball thing, running right. down the thing. And it all, all these mechanical things happen, ending in something like right. chopping off your head. Exactly. Or... Like, so so about halfway through, you're just bored. <laughs> bored. Like, oh, come or, on. Or, or the one domino didn't fall, so you have to set it all back up again. God damn it. Oh, this makes me want to kill. Oh, oh. oh okay. All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ! God, I can't do anything right. I should just stab myself in the chest again. There you go. Uh, no, uh, uh, so if you really want to know, um, so the the idea I had had um, was to. Uh, by the way, of course I want to know. Right, okay, are you kidding me? Um, so, and this was for years. I had this this <laughs> fantasy um, that I would somehow design this room that uh, I would make it look like the door was locked from the outside. I would be strapped to a chair that had some sort of hidden uh, button on it. Um, and that all of these guns, lots of them, like as many as I could fit that would fit around my head right. would be on like, um, uh, like conduit. Okay. Okay. And so I would press this button. All the, all the guns would fire at once. Right. Um, and then in the sconces of this room, there would be like essentially like flaps. And so all these guns would pull back underneath the, the sconces would come down. Right. And so whoever found this room would have no idea what oh, happened. Oh, the old hidden shore. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of my idea, that I would love to have created this thing, like spent all this money be like, just just to do that. Right. Isn't that, isn't that a <laughs> little bit of... broke. Yeah. Isn't it thus? <laughs> it's very... It's kind of Ferris Bueller... It, it's totally Ferris meets, meets Warner Brothers. Right. Wow. And how are you, actually, it's a little Roger Rabbit too. A little bit, like all like 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 four guns per square foot, <laughs> right. all pointing at your head. Yeah, wow. Just paint. I yourself. think it's all a question of what kind of soundtrack you put to it. <laughs> so it could either be really, yeah. really sort of somber, atonal chamber music, or yes, you could go with no like bananas. the Benny Hill theme. Yeah. Uh, you're um, you're different, buddy. Yeah, you're no, a di- you're a different breed of cat. Aww. Yeah, but it's true, and um. Uh, so, I I don't know. Like for 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 
people looking in, um, I, I guess it, it is a scary thing when you know someone's terribly depressed. I've always called myself the least uh, cynical suicidal person because right. I, I do believe in that. I, I think the world, I, I honestly think the world's a great place. I think we are mm-hmm. living in the single most stable period in human history. And worth fighting for. And worth Heming- fighting for, Heming- damn it. Hemingway. Yeah, he didn't end so well. Though, oh, did he? exactly. Yeah. Pulled the trigger with his toes. How are you going to kill um, yourself? The Hemingway. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yes. You got to write that down. Write that uh, down. Write that down. But my thing is, like, because of my upbringing and, and who I am, like, I just don't understand how to feel comfortable in your own skin. Like, I don't understand how you be happy. If I may, Matt, make an observation, and I've known you for a bunch of years now, yeah. is that, and this is going to sound like we might think it's critical, but it's not. You're a, 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 a hyper-intelligent guy, which I Go think... Go on. Well, relax. <laughs> I didn't say you were smart, all right? Because you're, you're also a fucking moron. Yeah, but, no, I'll totally agree with that. Yes, Go on. Yeah, you are dope. But you're... And I've you know, I've known a lot of Go. people like you. It's it's you 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 sometimes hang your hat too much on your intelligence, meaning it's too the the print is too big on your business card of life. Hey, I'm a smart guy. Let's be clear. This we should call this the we're idiots show. We are not fucking you know whatever elitists right. or think we're better than anybody. You know. I'm wearing shorts with a hole in the crotch right now, I think. So sometimes uh, intellectualism can... can no, and you're, there's no question. Yeah. And, and so this is one of my big... And, um, and it's so weird. My, my self-confidence uh, both grew in certain areas and completely eroded in others. Like, and I think it's kind of interesting because like, I call myself an idiot all the fucking time. Like, I don't believe myself to be an intelligent person anymore. I don't. Um, you know a lot of stuff. I do know, and that's it. And yeah. that's where yes. that's that's the thing. Because I I have come to the conclusion I have a prodigious uh, skill in memorization, right. but synthesis means nothing. Like I can't do anything. I'm a fucking retard when it comes to anything else. But I sure can memorize a whole bunch of dates and facts. Mm. That's not that it's not helpful, <laughs> you know. Unless you're on a game show. Unless you're on a game show. Yes. Who is Ken Jennings? There you go. Yeah. Our category, uh, dates and times. <laughs> but um, to your point, though, um, where that has really fucked me up, like, and Caitlin and I had this, this discussion once, and this will sound so fucking pretentious, because it is. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I used to read Plato a lot, mm-hmm. and he talks about how— I played with Plato, so— <laughs> There you go. So we're, we're yeah. around the same, yeah, same thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, he talks about how—someone uh, asked him, how do you become a good man? He says, you can't. You can't become a good man. Either you are or you aren't. That's it. Mm-hmm. And that shit fucked me up so bad because I didn't realize, like, even people who you think are the best people, like, who, who instantaneously, uh, instantaneously make snap judgments and do the right thing, mm-hmm. they still have to make that fucking choice mm-hmm. to do the right thing. Like, and regardless of how long it takes you to get there, you fucking make that choice. Mm-hmm. Like, and my life recently has been more about make the choice. Because ultimately, whether you had to agonize over it, if you did the right thing in the end, that's what makes you a good person. Yeah. And it's know. not always about choosing the thing that's most rewarding in a instantaneous, pleasurable way, let's say. 
Like, that's okay. like getting a pair of underpants that don't have a hole in them, Gary. Uh, shorts, by the way. Shorts, not underpants. <laughs> so, yeah. There you go. Caitlin, your thoughts. Caitlin. Well, Class I don't out. want to miss out on the part where we're ragging on Matt, so I'm going to yeah. jump in. <laughs> Please. Um, by the way, Gary has a fucking PhD <laughs> in it. So. <laughs> that is true. It's my specialty. Gary, <laughs> What you brought up about Matt being hyper-intelligent, I think that's kind of, I'm going to go ahead and psychoanalyze him here, I think that's kind of at the root of a lot of his self-loathing, because I think when somebody is as smart as he is, it's really easy to get stuck in the cycle of feeling like you have this limitless potential that you are never living up to. Bingo. Right? Mm, it's good. Um, and if you grew up in the generation I did, and um, I don't know, maybe you guys came a little bit before this, but like I grew up hearing, you can be anything you want to be, you can do anything you want to do, which in some ways is great and empowering, and in other ways also made me internalize the idea, and therefore you should. You must. And if you don't, then you're just de facto a big failure. Right. Um, along with the intelligence thing, I think if you grow up in an environment or in a family of origin, you were talking about, you know, oh, mommy and daddy issues earlier. I think that's something that get, gets kind of tossed around in a derisive way, but that is actually a lot more foundational to a lot of mental health issues than is commonly realized mm. in that, like, if you... From the time your your little jello mold brain hasn't even fully set up yet, if you're conditioned to understand that your sense of worth, your value as a person, and how lovable you are is directly correlated to how much you can achieve. Like if love is an achievement-based thing, if that's built into your little neural network from the time you you have like you first develop any sense of self-awareness, that's gonna fucking haunt you for the yeah. rest of your life. Because you're like you're forever gonna be trying to reenact like getting mommy and daddy's love through being the best and the brightest and the smartest and you know the the best little soccer player on the team or whatever the hell it happens. I to was, be. I um, was. He wasn't. <laughs> no, absolutely, one hundred percent. Those things tend to go extra hand in hand for. Um, if you're in some way exceptional, if you're of above average intelligence or, you know, you have some special talent or ability or something, those can be wonderful things. But I think they can also really set you up um, for a lot of heartbreak later in life if you feel like um, you're always kind of falling short of those goalposts. If you learn that those are the things that make you valuable and make you worthwhile and then you can't, like reliably reproduce that success for whatever reason it, if you learn that your abilities the things that make you stand out are what make you lovable but like you can't reliably reproduce your success throughout life you are going to never feel lovable you're going to never never feel worthy or like you're enough and to bring that back to matt i think that's kind of um the predicament you're in a lot is that you you do have a lot of exceptional abilities um, but I think because you're continually falling short of your own standards of excellence, it leaves you feeling like you're just not enough. No, look, it, it's true. <laughs> uh, you know, you know it, it's hard. It's hard to say. I can't possibly be objective about this sort of thing. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I think you're right, though. There is a great book called The Drama of the Gifted Child um, where – 
you are set up in some ways for failure. But I think too, uh, you know, we're talking about a specific type of intelligence. I think people, everybody's got that thing. So I think he've, it's not so much even just being intelligent. It's like fitting in, finding your thing. And it could be anything. Some people like, some something that may maybe a lot of people go oh that's, no that's a pretty humble job people are like no this is my jam yo this is my thing so i think that's what it is it's I, kind of finding it right that, and we've talked about that on the back room before um and and you know what you yeah. might not make money off it you know my hobby of masturbating doesn't really make me a whole lot of money well except for the nickels i throw at you yeah no he <laughs> does and he whips them at me oh that's, so hard it's really like ow that was Matthew. stuck Matthew? Yes, I've said this before. I'll reiterate: you need to put it behind a paywall. Uh, you're right. I mean, <laughs> totally what? Do you, I mean, I go down to the park. <laughs> this homeless guy whips nickels at me. <laughs> Sir, how many times have we had to throw you out of this mall? Ah, yeah, ah, come on, come on. Yeah. Right. So, anything coming up that you want to? Again, this will be out within three weeks yeah. or so, probably. So, anything coming up for you, Caitlin? Not really. I'm in the process of uh, collaborating on an original script with a friend of mine from the Portland-based theater company, The Reformers, but that's, that's going to be a bit down the pike yet. That show will open in the spring of 2018, uh, and I can't say much about it at the moment because it's, it's very secretive. Um, um, wait, though, wait. So you're going back in time to open that show? Oh, see. Exactly. Oh, uh, 20, 20, wait, we uh, You said the spring of 2018. Ever since... The spring of 2018. Yeah, you know, it, we might be, because ever since Trump's election, right. my sense of reality has become <laughs> well, so... The calendar turned back to 1956. Um, and again, she's on the West yeah. Coast, so it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. It hasn't so, happened yeah. yet. What are you, you're like, what, six, seven, eight months behind, I yeah. think? Yeah. So thank you for coming on. We definitely want to have you back. Yeah. All right, so everybody, um, before we leave, mm -hmm. just real quick, I want to say, you matter. If you're listening to this right now, if you are in a position where you need help, go. You need to call a number. You need to talk to someone. Do it. Start with a loved one, too. You know, Just someone to listen to. The simple mm -hmm. thing I can tell you is you matter. Um, reach out because there are people that will take care of you. There you go. All right, buddy. Remember, we love you, and we'll see you next time in the back room. Hey, you. You're so great. Thanks for listening to The Backroom Show. Be sure to check out Day Drinking Save My Life also on The Backroom Network. And don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Instagram.